Hello and welcome to Is This Anime. I am your quote-unquote anime expert, Jack Metcalf, and we have finally returned. I know uh, there's been a bit of an extended break between episodes. It's summer. Uh, people are busy. I'm sure you, dear listener, are busy, so it's all good. We are fucking back. That is all that matters. And joining us once again is Andrew. Andrew, how are you? Hello, I'm very well. Thank you for listening, busy listeners. Uh, Andrew, uh, when we last had you on for your uh, inaugural Is This Anime episode, uh, you covered Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie, and now, once again, you are back to talk Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, regular, I suppose, Jujutsu Kaisen, the series, season two, the hidden inventory arc. Andrew, what is it like to be an expert on Jujutsu Kaisen now? Uh, it's a honor and a pleasure, <laughs> and I would say that I did not choose Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, it is clearly choosing me. Do, have you gained an appreciation for it? Do, are you starting to get it? So here's the thing. I mean, I don't know if I'm getting it, but yeah, it's definitely growing on me. Um, so yeah, the last time I was on the show was like four months ago, I believe it was. It was April, I think, or early May. And it was like the beginning of the summer. Now we're at the end of the summer. Um, so it's amazing how time flies. But yeah, last time I'd never heard of it before. You gave me three options. I literally just chose it at random. Um, I do believe that you said there was a talking panda and I was like, okay, definitely that one. I think that was the thing that hooked me. Uh, and then, yeah, like, I mean, obviously this world is expanding and flourishing and growing, and I'm here growing with it because this didn't exist, right? This was just released, uh, in July, right? This second season? Yeah, um, and in fact, uh, yeah, they dropped five episodes over the course of, like, five weeks, uh, which, which, uh, contained the hidden inventory arc. And now, uh, within like a day of uh, recording uh, part two of season yeah. two, which will have the remaining 18 episodes of That's season two ask. will be dropping. Okay, so it's yeah. 18 episodes coming, right? In a couple days. And that's like the rest of the same season? Why is it like five and 18? It's like a really weird balance. Is there a reason? Well, it's, not, well, it's, week. it's weekly, though. Okay, it'll be weekly. So was it yeah. just like a break that is like had like their summer hiatus or something for a month? Is that why? Or they, I thought it was like... Is it self-contained, this, like, hidden story arc thing? I think, for one thing, this anime studio is really working themselves very, very hard to get this out. So mm. they were just like, okay, we can drop these five episodes, and because they're just a short, self-contained arc, we can take a three-week break to uh, give ourselves a bit more time. Because, yeah. uh, from my understanding, I have not read uh, the manga beyond the point of uh, the currently airing anime. But from my understanding, the arc that follows this, uh, which is known as the Shibuya Incident arc, yeah. is apparently one of the greatest uh, anime arcs, uh, manga arcs uh, currently. Then it'll oh, be an really? amazing okay. anime arc when it airs. The manga, uh, the but it's apparently a banger. Bangers, right? Of this arc specifically. The Shibuya. Yeah, the upcoming arc is apparently uh, bonkers banana pants in terms of where it goes. So I'm looking forward to it. As uh, someone who likes this stuff and, you know, Likes it when the uh, the pretty pictures on screen look very gorgeous. Uh, yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen fans are going to be feasting for 18 weeks of uh, 
crazy ass action. Not these five episodes didn't also have crazy ass action, which we're gonna get into. Which we'll get into right now. Um, we'll get into right now. It's perfect segue. But I just wanted to say really quick. You said I just wanted to uh, clarify, or if I'm not mistaken, I believe that bonker, Bonkers Banana Pants is like the highest rating on the scale. Is it not? It's what I want every single anime to achieve. That's all I want. Bonkers, banana pants, crazy. I want to see some cool fights. I want to, you know, have my heartstrings tugged. And yeah, you just want some gorgeous ass animation. Okay. Well, that sounds great. But yeah, so that's to come. But uh, first, yeah, the first part of the second season, uh, as you mentioned, yeah, this five episode arc. What was the name of this arc again? Does they hidden something? The Hidden Inventory Arc. Again, I love the the titles of anime arcs. They're always so fun. Um, yeah. I mean, Andrew, of course, you, you grew up with Dragon Ball. So we had the Saiyan Saga and the Namek Saga uh, and, you know, other anime. Because, okay, so these two characters, like uh, Ghetto and Gojo, they, the names are just, I always, in my head, I'm always thinking or wanting to say, like, Goku and Gohan. You know what I mean? It's, like, so similar. <laughs> Absolutely. And their their first names their first names also begin with S. So they're clearly made uh made to be counterpart characters, of course. Uh Setoro Ghetto and no Seguru Suguru Ghetto and uh Satoro Gojo again. <laughs> this one got his first name down. Yeah, the other one no way. Um, but yeah, I mean, in general, I think that with this whole series from the last time, because that was like just, I just feel like it was the okay, Zero, Kaijen Zero was just like coming into a whole, you know, world with like no previous knowledge. So, like, all the names and the characters and everything, it was like really overwhelming. And then this one, I was expecting to be overwhelmed, but it was not that bad. And I guess there was way less characters introduced as well. That's for sure. There was just like the basic couple. But, um, so this was not as bad, but I think I'm getting a hang for all the names and stuff. Um, but, uh, so in this one, exactly, it's only about Ghetto and Gojo, kind of the backstory, basically. It's a prequel to it. So I want to clarify something. Uh, I erroneously stated, um, way back when we covered Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, that that movie ended with Gojo, uh, killing Ghetto. That's because it had been a very long time since I had watched uh, the first season of that show. It was like well over a year. Um, I had some free time today, so I decided to rewatch all of Jujutsu Kaisen season one. And uh, Ghetto in the present is uh, still very much alive. He's mostly uh, in the shadows. He's got a scar from his incident with Gojo. Um, but yeah, that character is still very much in play. So the movie, <laughs> Uh, that we watched way back, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, uh, was a prequel to season one of the anime, and now this hidden inventory arc that uh, kickstart season two is a prequel to the movie because it takes place in 2006, and yeah, it tells the story of uh, Ghetto and Gojo and how you know their their motivations change. So let's just get right into the whole recap. Uh, we're gonna be here for a while in Recap Town. The year is 2006. We open on Ghetto slinking through the shadows. Um, because again, you know, this is, this is the villain story. It's both the origin for Gojo and the origin for Ghetto. Uh, and Andrew, if you recall, Get Ghetto, uh, back in the movie, he really hated humans uh, or, or uh, humans who couldn't practice 
uh, sorcery. He would call them monkeys. Oh, I remember. That now, was one of the few. Yeah, you remember that. Yeah, he definitely hated humans and wanted to get, kill them all in the the night of the marching of the corpses or the curses, the the hundred curses or something. I don't know what was that called. Damn, man, you remember this better than me. Yeah, I think uh, night of uh, one hundred curses something. or something like that. Uh, or the parade of curses. Close. Anyway, anyway, Close anyway you get the, my, you catch my drift. Yeah. And so um, that was clear. But wait, you just said the first episode opened on Ghetto slinking in the shadows? Yeah, he's slinking in the shadows. He's saying that I, I transcribed his little speech. He says, exercise, absorb, over and over. No one else understands what cursed spirits taste like. They taste like a dirty rag covered in vomit. Okay, that's how it started. You are correct. Um, I think it was just like so random and everything. And then so much happened after I kind of like instantly forgot. As you say that, yes, because he, like, said that nobody knows how bad they taste. He gave them a really great description, and then he, like, proceeded to eat one. So, like, you, after you had that imagery, then you kind of imagined that dirty rag, and I was like, ooh. So it was, like, a kind of nasty start, to be honest. But then I really quickly forgot it, because then it jumped straight into the thing with those two ladies from the school showing up to that, that like, house, right, to investigate. Yeah, and if you expect these two ladies to be major characters, uh, they're they're not. Um, they're Basically, just part of this like a false part, right? Like it was like a setup, like a false setup. Yeah, and and the uh, it's funny because I read the manga, I read the manga too, and and you know, um, in the manga they're only there for like four pages, but the <laughs> the animation, yeah, the animation plays out for a good close to ten minutes. We're we're with them for a while. Um, so they're in this like unending hallway. Um, yeah, one of the uh, sorcerers is a bit more senior. She's all into money. The other girl, uh, Mei Mei, she's she's a bit more of um, you know, she she's a Type A personality. She's a Tracy flip. She's trying to do everything proper. Um, but yeah, they get stuck in an infinite hallway, which I love a good infinite hallway. Um, I've I've watched a couple anime that have featured infinite hallways at this point. Yeah, Chainsaw Man had two arcs involving infinite hallways, not just one infinite hallway, two in the same anime. Um, but yeah, we learned that this uh, floor they're exploring is yeah just an infinite one, and you think they're gonna solve this problem, but nope, our boy Gojo is actually the one to uh, handle everything. Because here's the thing, you know, this is a young Gojo. He's still uh, just a student at Jujutsu High but he is still powerful as fuck. He is the top dog here. Uh, Gojo, again. Go Gojo, again. I think if you're asking uh, folks who are fans of uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, Gojo's going to be at the top of the list. I think it's Gojo at number one, and then a lot of other people competing for the, for the two through uh, ten slots. That's probably true. Yeah, like I said, there's a lot of other characters, right? Sure. Um there's a lot of other characters. I like the fact that you, Andrew, have yet to actually meet the main character of this series, too. Was that kid? The kid or something? The, or what? From... Um, the the red-haired kid at the very, very end. So it's not even the kid who we're going to talk about in a bit. Uh, Megumi. Megumi is like the second lead. The, the first lead uh, is barely featured in this prequel arc at all. Um, he's still a good character. He's fun when you're watching season one. I'm sure when uh, we return to present day of the series, he'll get a lot to do. Um, but it is funny that I've now had you on for two Jujutsu Kaisen things, 
and you have yet to really meet the main character. Oh yeah, yeah no idea. No, no, no. Coming around it in the most roundabout way possible. That's for sure. Um, but I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm existing in the in the shadows, and it's uh, very interesting stuff. So basically, yeah. So <laughs> these the very cocky but younger version of Gojo appears and basically saves these two girls, you know, from their failed attempt at investigating investigating this curse, uh, where they get put in that you know, endless hallway. And he is with, you know, his best friend at the time, uh, Ghetto. And what are they doing? They're like just going, they're sent on a mission, you're right, from the school to go rescue these girls. And then they're, that's just what they're doing. They go on missions and they get their next mission, right? But they get in big trouble for not cloaking the place or whatever. Veil. Yeah, he, uh, their teacher uh, reprimands uh, Gojo for, for forgetting about the veil and taking too long to handle the situation. Uh, Gojo, he then complains about being forced to handle the veils. And Suguru, again, this is, the whole, this is the whole thing about storytelling. You have one character start uh, for way over here, and then they come to another place at the very end. Right now, Suguru, who we know is going to be a big bad who thinks of humans as monkeys, he's actually the stickler. Uh, for following the rules. He's just like, listen, the the general populace can't see the veils, otherwise the uh, curses will get stronger. And he's telling his boy Gojo to just settle the fuck down. Uh, they get into an argument over the duty of protecting the weak, which in contrast to the present events, have Suguru as the defender of justice. Again, you know, you're just watching these five episodes, you're like, okay, when are their counterpoints going to get flipped? Um, so yeah, Suguru and Gojo, they're ordered to escort a girl known as the Star Plasma Vessel and then erase her. So it's a rescue mission. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the, again, I mean, Andrew, what did you think of this whole little plot? They're, they're, they're asked to rescue a girl, but then they're just going to uh, erase her and get her uh, to be absorbed into some immortal god man. Yes, basically, I mean, so yeah, there's all kind of, comes in the same conversation when they get back from that first mission and they're getting in trouble and then you know they talk about the veil and everything and then at the same time they get yeah assigned their next mission or whatever which is this girl and then you know this this guy just goes into like the whole history of i don't know humanity or magic or whatever what was the name of the vessel again the like that she She's called the Star Plasma Vessel. Yeah, that's her. But the guy, a... the guy, the, the, this, this, this being that exists that is going into her, that she's the vessel for. Um, Tangan. Tangan, yeah. So yeah, we learn all about this guy or whatever thing, which is apparently the source of like all the power for all of the Jujutsu Kaisen. You know, there's a lot going on in like a really short conversation. And like every 500 years, every 500 years, he needs to be put into a new vessel. That means he uses that one same vessel body for 500 years, though. Still, it's pretty long for one human body. Um, and then, I mean, you had a specific question where you asked me, yes, yeah, so they're going to get this girl. And then, I mean, is it totally clear that she's going to be, like, dead dead when she becomes the vessel? Or is she, like, a little bit part of it, you know? We don't know. How can we know the details? Of we the don't story? know. And, of and because of things... And because of things that happen in the plot later on, we don't even get to see uh, what that really entails. But right. From but but wait, wait, the way yeah, but like to answer your question, or whatever, I think that your what you question you asked, or it's like an obvious first reaction or a thought to be like, okay, it's kind of weird. Like they're gonna take this girl. Is she gonna be like sacrificed? 
but then like really really quickly anyway like they kind of uh have her being like i'm like super excited about being the vessel like because you know part of me will continue to live inside him or whatever you know what i mean she's like obviously psyched about it for whatever reason we don't know yeah so they like that kind of like is like ethically <laughs> for most of the fans making it okay you know what i mean it's not like she's been there's a lot going on yeah but then what i don't understand why did she go to school again i forget like if they go pick her up and she's the vessel, why did they just, like, leave her for the day? You know what I mean? Then they'd be attacked by the first guys who try to, like, kidnap her. Why did she go back to school? That's a good question. But before we get she's to that... Why should I do one more day of school? <laughs> there's an absolute amazing quote, though, um, that gave me a real good laugh, which uh, explains uh, this whole thing in layman's terms, where uh, Gojo says, I get it now. It would be fine if Tangan evolved into Metal Greymon, but we can't have him turn into Skull Greymon, so we have to have him start at the beginning of Koromon. Pretty much, yeah. That's they said, that the reason of his evolution, that was when he, like, starts off zero. So, so somehow that was part of it, yeah. I love a good uh, metaphor involving Digimon. That's a, that's a fun franchise, so I enjoyed the crossover so, there. Crossover, for sure. Maybe they were trying to keep it in time with, like, the, uh, the setting, you know, the year. Yeah, it's 2006, too. So, yeah, um, he, he's a big Digimon guy. Digimon Pokemon in 2006 is kind, kind of on the wane. Now, of course, Pokemon's back on top like it should be. But back in 2006, yeah, Digimon was uh, eating his life. Yeah. Speaking, bro. Speaking. Uh, so, anyways, uh, to, to your point, two major groups are after um, the Star Plasma Vessel. Um, a, a group called Q... Um, you would think that Q is going to be a, a major group that we see a lot of. Not really. Uh, the uh, the other more important group to the story is called the Star Religious Group. And this religious group, uh, they hope for Tangan to reach the new state um, since they don't even have power. So they don't care if Tangan would overload the Jujutsu Sorcerers. They just want to see uh, what new state of evolution he can achieve. Um, so... Ghetto then uh, knocks down on the vessel's door, and her room is blown up, knocking her out of the building. Uh, Ghetto then rescues her via flying pink stingray, and then Gojo and Suguru then fight some cucumbans. And meanwhile, a man named Toji Zenin, a.k.a. Fushiguro, is asked to take part in the assassination of the vessel. Uh, a lot going on here. First of all, I'd like to... Uh, uh, briefly explain um, get Ghetto's uh, power. So Ghetto is almost like a Pokemon Wait, trainer. His whole thing is that... Can explain Ghetto's power? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, right. Okay, so yeah. Um, really quickly, when the two guys are like in action, when they're having their first bouts, you know, different mm. things, we obviously see their different styles of powers. And then that's what you're going to get into. So yeah, like it's pretty clear that Ghetto has a bunch of creatures. Like, what are they called? Cursed demons, yeah. whatever, right? Like, Spirits, spirits. Yeah, that's he's like kind of full of them right that's definitely his thing and then what would you say is gojo's like thing his powers just his Go spells just gojo's powers oh, he's is... yeah he casts spells basically versus <laughs> he casts spells but uh it's math I that's like, his power yeah. because his whole thing is uh the power of math like and it also leads to the, the most uh insufferable to transcribe uh descriptions i had to rewind uh Gojo scenes constantly to transcribe yeah. how he. But I feel like power. also it was also in the earlier in the first episode or second probably second episode when we learned about he, you know he like his power when like the dude tries to punch him and like 
he just stops or something. And yeah, that's when he starts talking about math. He's all about like reversing energy, you know, the energy people use against him, and then they go flying off or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So curses. He's definitely not using cursed spirits, that's for sure. Definitely just his own skills. Yeah, like, he uses yeah. I guess to sum it up, to just to make it easy, uh Gojo, Gojo uses cursed energy and Ghetto uses cursed yeah. spirits. That makes sense? And then and then Toji uses cursed tools. So it, again, it's like a, it's like Pokemon. It's like fire beats grass, uh, grass beats water, water beats fire. Mm-hmm. There you go. Let's see. That, those are your three power sets. And there's uh, more intricacies in, uh, between them. But yeah, let's let's keep it easy for the the three core abilities of the rock yes, paper scissors. That is Jujutsu. Well, yes, passing. the first ones are the QAnon, right? And then like. Yeah, QAnon, who who you think is going to be a big deal, and then it turns out, nah, it's all yeah. about the, uh, the Star Wars star, These star guys, star religious group, they're like the main antagonist. Um, so what happens first? There's just a lot of, let's just say this begins a period of a lot of battles, because there's all these different, yeah. A lot of battles. Back, because there's like several different sort of like assassins and bounty hunters and whatever, you know, popping up one after the other after the other. Um... You want to go through them or until like are there like kind of three main ones until we get to toji so basically it's like yeah yes <laughs> uh so yeah uh after after this whole battle with the q guys the q guys get taken out pretty quickly suguru makes himself some tea as he tortures a q fighter and the q uh fighter pleads for his life but can't help talking down to suguru which is a bad move on his part Meanwhile, um, Toji is betting on some races, and his handler asks him how Megumi is. But for some reason, uh, Toji can't recall his son Megumi, and Megumi is one of the uh, three core leads of Jujutsu Kaisen. So you, Andrew, you actually got to spend some time with Megumi at least. He's got like a... uh, What is it? It's like a porcupine hairstyle. He's like a little kid with a porcupine uh, hairstyle. Uh, Which one is Megumi? Jesus, uh, he was okay, a kid at the very yeah, end. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. Him, definitely, yeah. Yeah, he's got the porcupine. Yeah, yeah. So I saw him. And, yeah, we get the origin story yeah, of his dad. Yeah, that, okay, that kid. That kid, um, exactly. Um, so the Star Plasma Vessel, whose name is Rico, she finally awakens and slaps the shit out of Gojo. Uh, her maid, Kuroe, is riding on one of Sukuru's spirits, who's uh, very adorable. These, these spirits are very adorable when they're not... Uh, being used to harm others. Again, they're like Pokemon mm-hmm. almost. Oh wait, are you, are you wait, uh, also, what about the maid? Did you talk about the maid? Yeah, her name's okay. uh Kurore. Why did yeah, what's the what and also Okinawa. <laughs> they all go to Okinawa. We do get to Okinawa eventually, but then yeah, we got some more fights in between us. <laughs> uh oh yeah, and this is also um what Rico says about Tangan. She says Tengen is the same as me, just as I am Tengen. And she says, it will be my will that yeah. becomes Tengen. Um, that's how she views it. That's sort of what I'm saying is like, when that's probably around the conversation when she's saying about how she's like so excited, you know what I mean? That she's cool with it. Sort of like, uh, mm. you know what I mean? Making it okay, basically. <laughs> Which is, yeah, clearing up any bad feeling. But anyway, so she, yeah, the first guy, the Q guys... Um, yeah, other guys with monsters. The third guy was a paper bag head guy. Um, 
Yeah, the bad guy guys are fun. I, I mean, like I think it was guys. just one guy, wasn't it? Yeah, well, he's got like a he's got like a little yeah. He definitely has him, a skill so. to make up to five other copies of himself, but he's only like occupying like one mm-hmm. at a time with his true spirit. And he can like jump around though. But yeah, 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 and that's uh, Gojo's whole little deal. Um, one of the bagheads fights the maid, and then yeah, Gojo has to deal with the other ones. Uh, Gojo attempts to uh, use one of his abilities. Uh, but it doesn't exactly work yeah. out, so he just ends up punching the guy. What I like about the anime is the anime makes this scene so much more epic. In the uh, in the manga, uh, Gojo is just on one of the rooftops the entire time. Um, when Gojo in the anime is like trying to use his ability, he's like uh, fl- floating in the air, so he's already kind of getting his messiah powers uh, a bit, but he doesn't quite uh, reach him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Um, what powers? else is there? Uh, oh. Did you enjoy the fight with... Um, yeah, when he's like floating. Or what oh. else do you call that shit if someone's like floating? Uh, yeah, okay, I guess I see what you mean. I thought you just meant like being just like super strong in total, like like a messiah, like god level strength. You know? Okay, you just mean like that specific move. He does oh, get yeah. there. Exactly. He does get there. Yeah, sure. We'll call it the messiah. <laughs> Uh, did you enjoy the the little fight between uh, Seguru and the uh, or Suguru and yeah. the old man, where the old man, uh, who actually puts up a pretty good fight considering how old he is, but then his life literally flashes yeah, 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 before yeah. his eyes. Absolutely. Okay, so yeah, that was basically the second one. That was before the paper bag head man, and this was kind of the second one, right? right after the fight. yeah, yeah, exactly. They're kind of also, happy. Yeah, they kind of split up and each fighting you know. individually. Yes, some overlap. But yeah, the old man was a fun, a fun one. We'll put it that way. I kind of knew he wasn't going to be like a long-term character. You know, I just assumed that the main character was not going to die or lose. Obviously, we also don't obviously know he's in Gen Zero. You know what I mean? So it was just sort of like uh, a fun. And the old man, you know, I just didn't expect compared to the other characters, the secret organizations. I definitely was not. I'm like, I don't expect the old man is going to be like sticking around to be like the main bad guy. That's for sure. You know, judging. I turned out I was right. I could be wrong. You never know. But it was sort of just like, all right, let's see what he's got. Let's enjoy the ride. So you got this. Paper Bag Man, you're like, oh, he looks more like villainish, you know. But then he gets defeated. And then after that, we think we're like maybe good for a minute. And then the real bad guy kind of shows up, right? Exactly. Oh, and I, I've got my notes for, for how Gojo explains uh, this technique of his. He says he has very good eyes, and it's a convergent series of infinite numbers. Everything becomes slower as it approaches him and ultimately fails to reach him. When he amplifies his limitless technique, he can pull a negative natural number, which creates a single imaginary apple, and doing so sucks everything into that space. This one is the divergence of infinity, ragged red. Which, which, like we just said, the technique fails, so yeah, he just has yeah, to punch yeah, exactly. the bag, man. Uh, did anything I say make I sense? You'll <laughs> see what... That's a question this for the This is fans, the divergence of the viewers, man, for listeners. See, see, see if you will do it. We, we, gotta, we gotta get a mathematician to come on this podcast to check if everything uh, Gojo says uh, yeah, man, sounds, uh, checks sounds out. Sounds very legit to me. Sounds like he really knows what he's talking about. Uh, yeah, episode three, cut to Rico finding herself in the ocean, 
Uh, we then cut to her getting a message that uh, her maid has been kidnapped. And this is what I love about this little arc. The, this arc loves to set up things and you think big things are going to happen. And then they uh, just kind of uh, happen off screen pretty much. Um, so you're like, okay, cool. The maid's been kidnapped. We're going to get a raid on the bad guys. Uh, nope. The heroes are so overpowered that we don't even really see it happening. They make a big speech about how, you know, uh, you know, Rico, are you ready to come with us on this big mission? And then we're just at the beach and they finish the mission so quickly that, yeah, they can even just like stay for another day. Yeah, exactly. So I was like kind of hard to really know what the heck was going on at this time. It was really all over the place. A lot of dead ends, like you said, a lot of like false setup. So you're like, hey, we're here. Oh, this is a mission. Oh, hey, what happened to that? Hey, we're on the beach. Okay. Why not? Uh, pretty much, I was just like not really sure what's going on, and then until like you said, then when we find out the maid is kidnapped, then it's like, oh shit, okay, back to action, you know. This is like then it kind of like stays in the same time, you know what I mean, and plays out again. But then the maid is just like quickly rescued, and we just like you know, they're just on the beach chilling with the maid, and they're like, hey, we're even going to stay an extra day, even as two of their other classmates are just like waiting for them at the airport. <laughs> Which, again, I thought that was pretty funny, because these guys are just like, all right, well, shit, they're going to stay another day longer? What the fuck? That's true, that's true. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, must be having a good time? Oh, they even say they're going to stay another day? Okay. So, yeah, we introduced these two guys, these two younger classmates, uh, and they kind of stick around in the story, like, later. So, they, like, especially the one. Yeah. So The, uh, the blonde-haired one is actually my favorite character in the series, so I was pretty excited to see him pop up for a cameo where he's, you know, a bit younger. Yeah, sure. I mean, for you, maybe that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> uh, for me, yes. For me, I was very delighted. For you, you're just like, okay. Okay, yeah. Just no idea. These, are young, these youngsters. Okay. Oh, they're, you're t- I'm learning as you speak that they are also in the <laughs> other series. <laughs> uh, classical music is playing as Rico enjoys her time at the beach. And then, because we can't have nice things, uh, Gojo is suddenly stabbed in the chest by Toji. Pretty much, yeah. And yeah, we also learned that like Toji had met Gojo uh, when Gojo was very young. Mm. Uh, luckily for Gojo, he strengthened himself with some cursed energy, so it barely hurt more than a safety pin. And then Gojo and Toji fight it out. Toji has a heavenly pact instead of using cursed energy. Uh, a heavenly pact with cursed tools. And uh, Gojo can't read his presence because... Toji's uh, lack of cursed energy prevents him from sensing him. And then Toji uses some fly heads to hide. And then he stabs a bunch of tools into Gojo and uh, nearly cuts his head off. Pretty much. It's the same thing. It's like he gets really, really, really fucked up by this guy's sword. That you're really kind of like, okay, I mean, I know he's in the movie. So he's not going to die, I think. But what's the catch here? Like, you know what I mean? Because he gets like really like chopped up into pieces, really. So, like, pretty gruesomely. So you're kind of like, okay. And then, so pretty much, it seems like Toji wins. Pretty much destroys Gojo. Then he goes off to fight uh, the other guy, Ghetto. Yeah, but before before we get that uh, next fight, we do have a big emotional moment with Riko, where Tsukuru offers Riko a chance of assimilating with Tengen and turning back. And then Gojo himself said that if she refused, they wouldn't make her go through with it. And Riko, who at first was so dead set, 
on uh, being a part of Tangan now after spending your time uh, with Gojo and uh, Suguru. She's kind of learned to love life again. Because the other thing, too, is her parents had also died. That was the other thing. She didn't really have um, anyone to live for. But then now, as she's kind of facing down a major choice uh, that's very, very imminent, she realizes, hey, she wants to spend time with her friends, travel, uh, be a real person. And then Suguru offers his hand to her, and she is then shot dead by Toji, who claims to have killed Gojo. And Suguru gets ready to kick Toji's ass. Episode ends. Yeah, that was, again, another gruesome thing. This this whole arc was pretty gruesome, to be honest. Uh, like, every episode. So, yeah, like, she gets shot in the head, man. Like, again, a person who seemed like a main character for the last couple episodes. And then again, so after that, that guy just got killed, chopped up. I'm like, whoa, is this really happening? And then next thing, then she gets shot in the head. I'm like, oh my god, is that really, really happening? And then as you said... Yeah, no, she's fucking dead. The following episode confirms it. And then, like you said, the episode ends, and then the next one starts as, as the... I think the next one is episode four, is it, then? Yeah, we're on four. Yeah, so then that's like now Ghetto and Toji having their battle. And so, yeah, you could describe what happens, I guess. Yeah, I've, I've got the detailed notes here. Yeah, Toji explains how he makes the cursed spirit small enough to fit inside his body so he can store cursed tools and pass through barriers. And Toji is so strong, he's even able to take down Suguru's rainbow dragon. Uh, Suguru also has a grudge girl curse. Uh, it literally looks just like the girl from the grudge or the ring, uh, which I got a kick out of. Uh, Suguru attempts to absorb Toji, but he gets cut to ribbons instead. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, the grudge also came out in 2006. So Yeah, and I'm pretty sure like Ringu also, um, the original version of the, the ring also was kind of around that time. Oh, so Yeah, true. Um, anyway, maybe they were like were they really maybe they were really thinking like, oh 2006, what was big of the biggest things in that time, you know? Ringu. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I um, loved it. I don't think I ever saw Ringu. I think I only saw The Grudge. I don't think I ever saw the, the Japanese version. I saw the, the English uh, version. I saw The Ring, not Ringu. Maybe, ring. maybe we should do the Japanese version. That could be, an, that could be a, a side episode. We could. We could very well do that. Um, is, but yeah, Toji... <laughs> back to the fight. Uh, back so, to the fight. So they're fighting. Back to the fight. Uh, Toji decides not to kill Suguru um, because he doesn't no, want but, to deal up. Oh. Yeah, he's, well, I was gonna say he decides not to kill him, but not like in a good way, not like not like as a not like in a courteous way. In a, no, he's just like I just don't want to deal with the fallout of all the curses that you've stored. Yeah, he said all the cursed animals or cursed spirits and shit. So he just seems like he just kills them almost dead, but then yeah, not doesn't kill him fully just for the reason of yeah, not wanting all his cursed spirits. Apparently, but he does that. So, yeah, practical guy. That's it. It's just practical. Actual decision. Just logic. So he kills the girl. Boom. And the head, boom. Headshot. He, uh, all, whatever, disables for sure. Ghetto. And then he leaves. And it's kind of like now some time passes, right? He goes back yeah. to the organization that hired him. Tells him she's dead. Oh, she brings the, he brings the body even, right? Like, to yeah, them, just to so. confirm that she's dead. And so we, yeah, the, the viewer, right. also know she's dead. Fucking so dead. She's, she's definitely dead. Around the table, like throws her on the guy's desk. He's like, "Oh yeah, she is dead. Good job." 
we, they said, we expect you to fail, actually. Hilarious. I will pay you a bonus, even. <laughs> Whatever. All that, okay. And then... It's pretty much just leaving there, right? He's leaving there, and then is confronted all of a sudden by... Uh, things seem pretty calm, actually. But then he's confronted by the return of Satoru Gojo. Yeah. Uh, Gojo, who is now uh, pretty much high off his uh, near-death experience. And uh, yeah, he starts raving and ranting about the fact that he's per- perfected the reverse curse technique. And he says... First energy is negative energy. Well, it can enhance the body. It can't regenerate it. So you can multiply that negative energy against itself to create positive energy. I don't know what I said. I'm glad I wrote it. Uh, that's, that's his explanation. Uh, exactly. So, I mean, it didn't really make sense. He actually continued to explain it more and more and more. Through these episodes, people do spend a lot of time explaining things that they are doing. <laughs> like, bad guys explaining how all their stuff works. Like, do the good guys. Uh, it wouldn't be an anime if it wasn't characters explaining. Uh, like, long, 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 long. So him explaining right now, like, just stopping to explain how he's alive. Somehow makes sense, given the way they explain it. But, like, you know, whatever. It basically, he said he almost, almost died with his, like, final breaths. He did this special reverse energy technique that he was never able to do before. But it, like, now worked, and then now it makes him, like, super stronger than even before. And he's, like, really manic, like you said, and, and cracked out. And then he, like, kills with using his new powers, you know, totally, very easily destroys uh, Toji, wouldn't you say? So the, the speech he gives is this. He says, throughout heaven and earth, I am the honored one. Take the amplified and the reversal and smash together those two infinities to create imaginary mass imaginary technique hollow purple and yeah toji he gets a hole blown right through him and he tells gojo two or three years from now his kid will be sold off to the zenin clan and he may do what he will with that yeah like why would he say that i mean like what's the point in saying that i guess you know so his uh kid can have a a mentor since he is you know uh dead now uh, because uh, Toji made some very poor choices in life and yeah. does not seem to be a particularly good person. I mean, we see that he is a gambler and also uh, has murdered a schoolgirl. So there's that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so, you know, doesn't seem I don't think like Toji. I don't think Toji has the best morals. Yeah, I don't know. So it doesn't seem like a loss. It seems like a pretty good decision that he's dead. Um, and why he just randomly, with his dying words, just like, oh, hey, by the way, I got this son. A couple years, the clan's gonna buy him and train him. I don't know. Like, makes really no sense, but whatever. So then, I don't know, he wins. It's all done. It's over. I think a little time passes again. Well, there's there's a post-credits here. There's a little post-credits, because Suguru, he... Yeah, so the meaning behind this is uh, this. Uh, Suguru, he opens the door to the Star Religious Headquarters to see Gojo with Rika's body, and he asks if they should kill the Believers. Uh, Go- Gojo asks uh, Suguru if they should kill the Believers, uh, but Suguru says there's no point. But the thought to kill them lingers in him. So this is our first uh, little step towards Suguru realizing, uh, hey... He's evil as fuck. Here's the thing. Uh, when I watched Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie, um, I was very much, you know, I, I didn't think uh, Geta was the deepest character. I thought he was fun because he called humans monkeys and he had a, a good drip. 
Uh, you know, I like his I like his uh, supervillain outfit. And even watching uh, Jujutsu Kaisen season one right now on my rewatch, and you know, we pay more attention to Ghetto and how he's portrayed in that. Um, you know, you don't uh, quite see him to be the deepest character yet. But, 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 with episode five, this is where I'm like, oh, fuck. This is some good shit, man. This is some actual, you know, straight up good character work. And I kind of, I more than kind of, I fully understand why this guy feels he was done dirty. Um, so, yeah, episode five, premature death. Um, the gang, uh, so a year has passed, yeah. And the, uh, the Jujutsu gang is testing Gojo's new strength by just, like, tossing erasers at him. And uh, Gojo confirms his uh, power is just constantly on. Like, it's, he, he's always on, and that's also why he has to wear a blindfold just to suppress his abilities uh, to an extent. But, yeah, he's the top dog. Um, at this point, it's like, why are there even other Jujutsu? to sorcerers where when gojo can just solo missions on his own uh which again i like the fact that this series respects the power levels because yeah gojo is this insanely overpowered character who could just solve the things and it's nice that the, the uh the cast is even pointing that out it's like why the fuck are we even here when this guy is just he, he could do all the work he's like fucking superman he can just he can save every person here but uh uh there's a bit more to that uh, then uh, Suguru, he, he uh, goes back to his rant that we heard him at the very beginning of this little arc. Exercise, absorb, over and over. Um, and yeah, he's thinking back on the speech he gave at the beginning. Fulfill your duties as a sorcerer. Damn monkeys. You know, when you hear the word monkeys, you're just like, okay, it's fucking happening. It's fucking happening with Suguru now. Um, yeah, so pretty much this is uh, okay. So we're in episode five, right? So yeah. pretty much this is. It didn't take too long for him to be, to become, I guess, evil. You know, his evil. Yeah, that he's known as. But like, it also still took a little bit. You know, it took a little bit of time. Um, where he did a lot of good things. It was like you said, like a pretty by the book, like you know, heroic kind of guy. But basically, now we're yeah, definitely getting there. And exactly, he has some rants and these ideas. And he said it cut, we jumped like a whole year later too, right? So, yeah. So he's been thinking on this, you know, um, this whole star plasma vessel incident for like a year. So it's been chewing him up and stuff. Yeah. And then you know, this random chick shows up. Basically, what was her name? Uh, Yuki. Yuki. But, but before we talk about Yuki, I want to talk about a, another little highlight. Um. We briefly saw this guy named Hibara uh, when he was at the airport, and then he comes back. He's a cheerful dude. He's a cheerful dude, and uh, Suguru is just, like, you know, kind of prodding him. Because, again, Suguru is kind of brooding. He, he, his, his controversial ideas are starting to brew. And uh, he asks Hibara his own point of view, and Hibara is just like, hey, I like doing something no one else can do, and I like working hard. Sure, yeah. He's, like, not very deep, I guess. Not for smart. No, he's not. But he's just like, yeah, cool, man. I like to work hard. <laughs> not really understanding, uh, you know, how the depth of what his friend uh, Ghetto is dealing with. 
Uh, yeah, the, the haughty Yuki, she asks Suguru what type of girl he's into. <laughs> she is hot. She's a blonde haughty. Um, and then Hibara just answers it. I thought maybe that's why. Maybe that's why, why he, he did it, you know? Maybe he was trying to get late. <laughs> uh, Hibara is just like, hey, I like the type of girls that eat a lot. And he also claims to be a great judge of character. And then he uh, moves on. <laughs> Uh, and then here we. This is this is the part where I like had to fucking slow the episode down. I was like constantly um, rewinding it because yeah, Yuki is introduced, and Yuki is basically the devil on uh, Ghetto's shoulders in this scene. Oh yeah. So yeah, she's telling him about how she her dream is to get rid of all the evil spirits, but the only way to do it would be like one of a couple ways, right? And I don't know, what were the, what the first two yeah. remember? Her first theory. So basically she's like, um, she feels the Jujutsu sorcerers are only interested in treating the symptoms of a problem and not the symptoms. cause. Um, not the root cause, exactly. So what's the root cause? Yeah, so here's the two options to get rid of the, the curses. Basically eliminate all cursed energy from mankind, which is what the Jujutsu sorcerers have been attempting to do. And two, you could create a world where everyone can control cursed spirits. And furthermore, our boy Toji, uh, the late great Toji, was an example of someone who could perceive cursed energy despite not being able to use it. So basically, um, Geto suggests to Yuki that killing all non-sorcerers could help with this goal. The ones who want to survive will learn to be like Toji. Basically, let's just say she hadn't suggested that clearly, but he just very quickly came to the conclusion of like, yeah, so kill all the humans, pretty much. And again, we know he's building up to this. We know, again, he's he, he's, he's oh, a yeah. bad dude, and by the time we see him in Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, uh, there is no subtext to his plans. He's very clearly a man who uh, hates all of humanity and wants to uh, uh, commit genocide. Uh, but yeah, um, Yuki, she tells him, the part of you that despises non-sorcerers and the part of you that rejects it, those are the two paths you have, and you have to decide. But Yuki clearly is pushing Suguru towards one path. She is not uh, being subtle at all. Um, and furthermore, she also confirms to Ghetto, and this is the thing that probably pushes him over the edge, that the entire Star Vessel quest was pointless, and in fact there's already another vessel, or one is about to be born. Which is, again... This entire arc, this entire journey these guys went on was completely pointless. Tangan is still fine. Like, it's all good. Nothing you guys did matters at all. All this trauma that was inflicted upon you uh, means nothing to the... Uh, Don't worry about it. It means nothing to the powers that be. Yeah, you guys were just on a fucking NPC side quest. Right. <laughs> which, Pretty much. which, if you're telling this to a guy named, like, Ghetto, who is clearly uh, losing his stability... Um, that's going to push him uh, towards some controversial ideas. Exactly. It makes him a little bit less committed to the cause and seeing the logic in it all and, and the way they're doing things, you know. Uh, clearly, he thinks he can do it better. And furthermore, just to make this uh, entire Jujutsu Sorcerer uh, mission even more uh, useless and degrading, uh, they're at the morgue. Nanami is at the morgue with his partner, uh, a partner who is now dead because uh, Ibarra has died off screen and Suguru pour one out for uh, Ibarra. You know, he, he likes a girl who, who can eat. 
Um, and yeah, Suguru, he questions whether this means anything or if there's just a mountain of their comrades' corpses. Uh, the answer is a lot of corpses, maybe just not their comrades' corpses, because Suguru goes to his old village and uh, kills everyone there, including his parents. Right? Yeah, he kills his parents. So that's like a pretty big red flag. Big red flag. Big red flag. He, he's broken bad. Um, and then, again, some of these characters in this show, I just love them. Because Suguru tells Shoko his plan, and she just thinks he's being fucking emo about it, which I love. Because mm-hmm. this guy has told her, I have literally killed hundreds of people, and she just laughs it off. It's just like, ha ha ha, you're so funny. Oh, you. And he's like, yes, I won't stop till they're all dead. She's like, oh my god, you're so funny. Uh, but she does do her due diligence and uh, calls Gojo about it at least. So yeah, she's like, "Hey Gojo, I'm a, I'm a little, a little worried. He's really committed to this one joke, and I'm, I'm starting to not get it." <laughs> Again, it's like when you're hearing Kanye talk about Hitler. It's like, "Oh, this guy's really talking positively about Hitler. Are you sure he's?" At first, it was really funny, right? At first, it was really funny, but then. I think we can all agree by now, not funny it's, anymore. It's funny for a minute or two, and then uh, when they start enacting, anti-Semitism. Yeah, now it's just it's just it's just very concerning. Um. So yeah, Gojo confront. So just the same. So that's the how that's how Gojo now feels about Ghetto. Yeah, Gojo and Ghetto they have their big emotional confrontation, and uh, Ghetto yeah. calls uh, Gojo out. He says, "You're so arrogant, Satoru." You could do all these things yourself, yet you would try to convince someone else that it's impossible to do. Um, and he says, do you think you're the strongest because you're Satoru Gojo, or are you Satoru Gojo because you're the strongest? That was so deep. It's good stuff, man. It's good good stuff. Um, I, I was like, whoa. And then uh, Suguru tells Gojo, if he... If, if Su- if uh, Ghetto was Gojo, he would have already done this shit already. But because he doesn't have mm-hmm. that Gojo uh, ability... That Gojo juice. That Gojo power, man. He doesn't have that Gojo juice. So he's just going to have to uh, fulfill his goal to the best of his ability. And he dares, he dares Gojo to kill him, but of course Gojo cannot. And we end... We end with Ghetto in his main attire. He's taken over the church building. He kills all who object... And yeah, he says, takes over those evil cult guys. What were they called again? The Star, uh, Star Religious Group. Yep, he takes over their building. Yeah, he takes over them, too. Like, he becomes leader. He, like, kills exactly their leader and whoever else, and then just takes over. So that's, like, his organization now. Really quickly, he's got a whole evil empire. Yep, and he says his favorite word, that's the true feeling I chose. Monkeys. <laughs> Monkeys. Yeah, I think the last one he says is monkeys, yeah. Exactly, man. This is supervillain shit. This is him embracing uh, his destiny as the evil uh, Suguru Ghetto. And Gojo, he meets Megumi and takes him in. And uh, Megumi, who is only six years old but very, very articulate, uh, asks Gojo, what's with the weird-looking face, you freak? Uh, But Gojo tells Megumi to try to get strong, strong enough to keep up with me. And Gojo is woken up in 2018 by his trio of uh, students. Yeah, I don't know, man. Is that that's the other? Those are the people from the regular season. Those, right? those are the actual main characters of the series. Oh, really? The actual- yeah, man. Who are those random people? 
<laughs> it, it took us two second. episodes. It took us two episodes and what, like uh, four hours of close to four hours of content for you to finally meet the three leads of the show. Supposedly. The one people try to tell me are the leads, but I don't know. I have my own leads who, right now. Who knows, man? I mean, I, I'm not caught up with the manga. I mean, they could they could die for all I know. Right? We'll see. We shall see. I don't know, see. man. I don't know. We, we're going to have to watch the Shibuya incident arc. Yeah, we're um, going to have the Shibuya incident. could be all them dying instantly, <laughs> like, for all we know. I mean, based off of this last five episodes, that would be normal, based off all the red herrings and loose ends, you know, as this uh, series seems to be. But, but yeah, man, I think it was entertaining five episodes. Uh, I get Before we get into final thoughts, we got to get to our favorite segment. Oh, shit. Uh, cue the music. Speed wagon. Allow me to elucidate ya. The name is Robert E.O. Speedwagon. So for those just joining in, yeah, I'll I'll edit it in. <laughs> uh, no worries, bro. Uh, so for those just joining in, uh, our favorite segment is the Speedwagon, which is the uh, favorite supporting character of these batch of episodes. Um, I'll go first just to give Andrew some time, and also the power of editing means he can take as much time as he needs. Uh, but my speed wagon, um, I was torn. Um, I think Ibarra is a solid speed wagon. He has like maybe three lines, and that to me is a good speed wagon. But my heart, my heart belongs to a speed wagon with no lines, and that is uh, the Grudge Girl Curse Spirit, who yeah. is maybe on screen for two seconds. Um, but she made a strong impression. She made a strong impression. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, we she definitely did. And even in our conversation, we might even have a whole episode about Ringu just because of her. Um, so that's true. So yeah, I think she's a pretty good choice. Definitely. Um, mm, yeah, I mean, I, there's not that many characters to choose from. Uh, like, the first ones that come to mind were like, those first two girls in the beginning, you know what I mean, who go into the endless tunnel because actually they were kind of entertaining. Um, also, the maid, you know, she was also nice. <laughs> um, but these are all good characters. As supporting characters, you know, they, they all added, they really added some some nice atmosphere. But like, I was going to say, I guess, characters, the paper bag guy head. I really feel like there's, you know, more that could be said about him. Um, I also thought, like, he looked pretty weird, to be honest. It was kind of weird that he has this paper bag on his head. It was a little bit like, you know the DJ Marshmallow with the guy who's like, a bucket on his head? Do you know that is? Yeah. Yeah, bro, I, I thought he looked like very Mar- Marshmallow. Like, he could make a good DJ, I guess. Um, but then my other thought was, like, why is he got this paper bag on his head? And the other thing he kind of makes me think of, like, is he, like, a flasher? Maybe that's what he does when he's not, like, fighting these guys, you know, on bounties for random schoolgirls, you know? Maybe he's, like, in the park late at night hiding his identity with that paper bag. So, yeah. Those are my thoughts about him. But I think he was cool. That's that's the perfect type of speed wagon. We live for those speed wagons <laughs> who are just, you know, small characters who make strong impressions. He definitely loves right. impression. I definitely wonder. I didn't wonder too much about the old, what the old man's doing, you know what I mean? Like, wow. He had a cute, he had a cute dog, though, back in the day. Yeah, right? I mean, you didn't have to, right? You got his full life story, actually. 
in a very compact yeah, way. Yeah, his life flashed before his eyes uh, because Sugru punched him so damn hard. Right. All right. Final thoughts on Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 Part 1, The Hidden Inventory. Um, I'll start it off. What can I say? Yeah, man. It's a good arc. I like this stuff. I like Jujutsu Kaisen. Having just watched uh, Season 1, um, I think this uh, suggests a much deeper show is incoming. Because I, I did my Season 1 rewatch, and that's a very fun show. There's a lot of fun characters. Uh, there's a character, Andrew, who, for example, is a super buff dude. Um, and, you know, he's got, you know, raw strength, but he's also just a fanboy for, like, uh, you know, little idol girls. And he's always wanting to end the fights quickly so he can watch his, like, uh, favorite show featuring those idols. He's like, shit, guys, I can't, like, do Wait, the tournament. What like, kind I of watch idol? My show. You mean, like, American Idol? Or... No, like, like, Japanese, like, idols, like, uh, pop stars, whatever they call them back okay. then. Okay. Idol culture. Whatever um, pop stars, whatever, whatever the kids are calling them these days. Exactly. Um, but yeah, he he totally fanboys over a bunch of uh, silly stuff like that, even though he's also like physically one of the most uh, strong characters in the series. I like stuff like that, you know? I like the quirky character. We love our pandas, of course. Um, but no. But no, the hidden inventory arc, it's, again, it goes to places you don't expect, it tugs at your heartstrings, and yeah, it Suggests to me that Jujutsu Kaisen is entering a more mature period of storytelling where, again, you're, you're understanding these characters in, in a deeper way. Because Suguru, Suguru's whole story, I, like, fucking believe that. I mean, he, yes, he does uh, want to commit genocide, but to be fair, I don't think the Jujutsu Sorcerer organization uh, uh, really uh, did him to good no, they did right. him pretty dirty in fact they did him dirty definitely they you know how how else uh it was an accident waiting to happen if you're going to dick around these very very powerful uh teenagers because again these are teenagers we are talking about uh dicking around these teenagers making them uh deal with all sorts of trauma at some point, uh, one of these uh, kids is going to break bad and do some very, very terrible things. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, and also, Tangan, what the fuck? Why didn't you step into any of this shit, you, you 500-year-old immortal man? I think he's more than 500 years, no? I think it's every... Yeah, it must be. Like, he just like, reloads. Yeah, it indicates more than just the one time they've done this, yeah. So, you know, a few uh, questions about, like, how old is the, this organization? How long have they been doing this? Maybe it's super ancient. Um, but yeah, I think it was a nice five episodes. It went very quickly to watch. Um, I guess explained a lot. Like, I wouldn't really say these are questions that I really wondered. But now I know much more about the backstory of the movie, you know? It really explains a lot. Perfect. <laughs> that's my conclusion. I know, I know, I know the backstory of the movie. That's fantastic. Yeah, we talked about it for an hour, so I think we you've got enough thoughts there. Check it uh, out, guys. Check it out at, at your local website. Are 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 you going to go out of your way to watch uh, more Jujutsu Kaisen, Andrew? I feel like I know the answer already, and it's going to be the answer that disappoints me. I mean, I think I would be interested to at least see. The first episode of the actual season, the actual series, like Jujutsu Kaisen, 
season one <laughs> might be good. That would be a good. That would be a good place to start. Right? Yeah, <laughs> might be right. No, we've gone just to zero, Not, yeah. and then we've gone to negative one. Like <laughs> again, this this is what this whole series is about. Uh, wacky math. Oh yeah. Um, perfect. I think that about wraps uh, it up. W- w- wraps it up exactly. Andrew, where can people find you, or do you uh, want to be found? Uh, these days, um, what, well, yeah. What's it called? Threads. Find me on the threads. There you go. Fantastic. Uh, you can find me only real Jack M on Twitter. Uh, Jack is Jack on Instagram. It's all in the show notes, anyways. Um, yeah, follow at is this anime pod on Instagram. Don't follow us on x or whatever because we don't use it it doesn't connect to instagram anymore so we don't care before you close that about wraps it up before you wrap up before you wrap up up, i had two two quick notes one yes i'm not actually on disclaimer i'm not actually on threads uh (laughs) i only said that because the last time i said true social so this time i had to think of a new obscure social media which is bullshit which is not like a new bullshit uh, social media and also i thought it was topical because threads hadn't been released yet the last time we had that episode like four months ago and then that's one point and then the second point i think i just wanted to end with uh this